old school and start the podcast with you trying to sing the theme song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, sing the theme song of the movie? Yeah. Yeah, go like, sing the Twilight song, Jackson. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I when is when, it does sound a lot like Glee. I love that scene where they have Bella watching him play that part on the piano, and it's supposed to be like impressive yeah. and sexy, maybe. It but just he's just like, he's like, this isn't two fingers. This isn't that hard of a song. It's not that impressive of a song. <laughs> but you know, but then he like know, really gets into it, and he gets the you two hands on the You know that the piano. girlies. Mm-hmm. You Dude, know the girlies the were like, he learned that. He actually learned that himself. That was actually Rob Pattinson well, playing that OMGs, and that's so impressive. Oh, and, Alex, this is a great fun Just fact. Just like Sebastian. Alexander Desplat uh, wrote that song for his wife years ago and then repurposed mm-hmm. it for the Twilight soundtrack. Did she Did she not like it? Is that why he repurposed it? <laughs> no, I don't know. I'm sure that she liked <laughs> she it. Like, it made it better. It's a love story. This is all you got. This is all you got. Alex. Okay, here's a question. Here's a genuine question for you guys. I don't. I don't have the appropriate. I'm looking for a female perspective on this. Uh, okay. I'm. I'm making room for women. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're a real. Yeah, thank you. Thank you're just you. Like, just like the Vikings. <laughs> just like, just the, like Vikings the Vikings. Were. A real ally. You're true feminists. Uh, if your husband wrote a beautiful song for you and you loved it very much, this yeah. is you. It's not like oh, I wouldn't want my. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is not the question. You love it very much. Yes. Yes. Uh, and then yes. 10 years later, uh, without asking you, without uh-huh. asking you, <laughs> you just hear it in Twilight. Yeah. What are your, what's your reaction to that? Uh, I would say, where's my percentage of the check, hon? <laughs> what, just because you were the yeah. muse? I mean, you don't, it it's not your me. intellectual pro- it's not, Yeah. He didn't write that for Twilight. He wrote that for me. I think Twilight owes me some money. What you're, <laughs> what you're positing is actually an episode of Victorious. Oh, okay, sick. This oh, is God. what happens in Victorious. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's the birthday song. So Trina, her older sister, mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. her birth week. And she's, like, a big deal. Like, you know, like, she's, like, that person who's so hard to buy presents for because she buys something for herself. She's a real she Rachel. Like, buy her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, she's a Rachel. So then what Tor- Tori does is she and Andre Balazel. write a song for her. and perf- Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they perform it for her, though. And they're like, this is your, ooh, this is a song for you. It's your happy birthday. And she's like, great, where's my real gift? And then she's like, oh, this is my only gift? That sucks. Like, I can't do anything with this. And so she takes it to a producer, and the producer's like, I'll make this. I'll make you into a hit because this is your song. And she's like, yeah, it's technically mine because it was my gift. And then the producer's like, why are you a good singer? It's a good episode. Um, All this to say, (laughs) the song is her intellectual property now if it's a gift to her. Mm. But if it's a song about her, then it's not hers. Which, Mm. you know, Mm. like, if it's a song about you, Paula, Here's my follow-up question. Any uh, Taylor Swift song? 
<laughs> yeah, sorry. Uh, well, those aren't hers question. either, so. <laughs> if he, if he asks you. Now they are. You, now they are. If he was like, babe, mm-hmm. I babe. just had, I just nailed this Twilight audition to write music for Twilight. That was a dangerous it, sentence you just said to me, my husband. <laughs> is it chill? Is it chill if I use that song I wrote for you in Twilight? Then what do you say? No. <laughs> Still no. I would say, I would say, one, you can't think of anything else because this is kind of like <laughs> our thing. <laughs> Two, if that's like the only thing you can think of, then sure, I guess. But like, maybe you're not a very good songwriter. Yeah, if then. you're just bad at your job, go for it. But I mean, <laughs> come on, I'd dude. Say, that's the thing about Alexandre Desplat, famously bad at his yeah, job. Yeah, just always phoning it in. <laughs> Well, yeah, he is funny. It's just like, I already wrote a song. Let's just use the yeah, other one. Like, what do you mean I'm going to write a whole new song? It's like a two and a half. It's like a two hour movie. I got to write music for all of it. Damn. I wrote some stuff in high school. Can we put that in there? I wrote this for my wife. Let's just fucking, or I would, do, I would read I would take me out to the ball game. I make it romantic. <laughs> there you there go. go. <laughs> That's where the money is. <laughs> <laughs> All in minors, yeah. On the but piano. it's got like really dramatic yeah, chords yeah, yeah. behind yep, it. Yep, yep. Uh, hi, everybody. Welcome to the Cool Takes Podcast, the only bad movie podcast where the bad movies are good, actually. Every week, we take a look at an unpopular or unliked movie and try... Fuck, I mess up that second part every time. <laughs> every week, we mount a sincere and unironic defense of an unpopular or unliked movie in the hopes of successfully gaslighting our audience into having bad taste. My name is Jackson McMurray. Hi, my name is Adeline Sparkle McMurray. My name is Keisha Team Jacob Rose. Oh, yeah. fuck. Oh, fuck. Seriously, damn. Okay, uh, first off, right out the gate. First I'm coming movie, out swinging. Coming first out movie, swinging. First movie, Team Jacob. Like, absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely, one hundred percent. Exactly. Right at the game. Jackson, where do you stand? Where do I the stand? Issues Here's the of thing. Today. Here's yeah. the thing. We will we will speak at length about this. Uh, Are you a Carlisle uh, fan? I am. Well, yes, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I do like both are bad. Both are extremely bad. Yes, one this starts is true. out. One House starts out ever. obviously bad, and the other one clearly mm-hmm. seems like a better idea. But the one that seems like a better idea takes a real abrupt left turn. Oh, yeah, no, but we're talking first movie. First movie only. I mean, first movie's weird because he's a little boy. Listen! He's not that little! (laughs) He's like her, he's like two years younger. Well, isn't he like actually her age and Edward is lying? No, he's two years younger. (laughs) Two years younger. Two years younger. Uh, Because that's the thing in the book. I remember being told this. is not 100 years older. Mm, Fair. Mm. That's the thing I remember being told is, like, in the book, in the first book, uh, uh, Jacob is, like, supposedly, like, a little, like, not like a little boy, but, like, yeah. a much younger boy who's, like, smaller who's always kind it's of like following her that around. that younger kid that we played around with. Yeah, like, real, yeah. real, real Aang and Katara vibes. And then the bit yeah. is that, like, yeah. between yeah, yeah, the yeah. first and second book, he has, he like, dramatic hot. werewolf yeah. puberty. Swole. And you're like, oh, it's fuck. True. Like, oh. Jacob can fuck now. Just like, <laughs> I didn't yeah. realize he could fuck. And then suddenly it becomes an issue. It's true. Yeah. Um, it's true. You know, there's some things that get lost in translation. Are we maybe? Are we maybe? And that's just, it's inherent. Are we maybe having a conversation about toxic masculinity? Are mm, we maybe? Mm. 
Maybe no. not on purpose, but <laughs> <Yeah>. are we? <laughs> well, that's the thing. That's so. That's that's sort no, of. I don't think we were. What I want to yeah. <laughs> come at this movie with is like. Uh huh. Uh huh. There is. It is really. I ha- I've been on a journey with this movie, that because hurts. the first time I watched it, I mean I don't know. I, I'm sure I've told some version of this anecdote before on the podcast, but like, for a long time I hadn't seen Twilight. And I just sort of always assumed that, like, it was something that we dunked on mercilessly mm-hmm. because we like to dunk on things that teenage girls like mercilessly. Like, we yeah. tend to do that. So mm-hmm, that was yeah. sort of... I always was kind of just giving it a preemptive benefit of the doubt. Like, I'm sure it's not that bad. It's not that bad. You guys are just mean right. and you're older yeah. and girls like it, so you're just being an asshole. Yeah. And then but I... And then, <laughs> then sometime, I think, like, I was, like, 18 or 19... I watched the movie for the first time, and I was like, holy shit, I was not prepared for how, like, at the time when I was thinking, I was like, I was not prepared for how bad this is. Like, this is hilarious. Like, it doesn't, like, I can't believe what I'm seeing right now. Uh And as I've seen it, like, two or three times since then, because I keep going back to this fucking thing, because I love it. You keep dipping your toes back in the Twilight pool. I love it so much now. That the deer drinks out of. You're dipping your little toes right in there. And, like, I just, I can't help but just feel like I'm engaging with it on a deeper and deeper level every time. That, like, I think (laughs) that everything about this movie... Your Honor. (laughs) ...that we see as embarrassing and ridiculous feels so much more... Like, it makes sense every time I watch it. It feels so much more like they have some sort of ideology. Because I really, you know, we've proven time and time again that Stephanie Meyer is not exactly a person who thinks very deeply about things like, uh, oh, our stream crashed. We you didn't miss anything much important. I'm trying to, where did I leave off? I don't know. When did it, when did it actually crash? Um... You're, yeah, you're saying Stephanie Meyer... Yeah, Stephanie Meyer is not... Is not yeah. uh, we, we've seen time and time again that Stephanie Meyer does not think very deeply about things like craft and things like, you know, uh, uh, artistry or, like, deeper meaning. Every time people sort of ask her questions about sh- what she was trying to say mm-hmm. with the book, she says, like, what do you mean? It's about like, vampires. It, and they're like, mm-hmm. what is it about? And she's like, it's about a girl who falls yeah. in love with a vampire. And they're like, well, no, but, like, what are you trying to say? And like, uh... What's underneath that? Like, yeah. And she's like, I don't understand what you guys are mm-hmm. asking me. <laughs> like, and not that that is an incorrect... Yeah, it's like Power Rangers. Yeah, not that that is an incorrect yeah. <laughs> way to make art, but it's just, it's, it's very clearly, like, a work that doesn't exist yeah. within the sort of, like, mm-hmm. artistic intent that we are used to in... in pieces like this like the deep yeah. and mm-hmm. as i've listened to people who worked on these movies talk about them the more i am sort of tuned into the fact that these people are like looking at this just like vacuous fluke of a body of work that mm-hmm. like doesn't really make sense and have to take it as professionals as artists as people who care very deeply about what they're doing and mm-hmm. try to take this thing and adapt it into a different medium and try to have something meaningful to say about it. It just makes more and more and more sense to me that this movie in particular would turn out like this. Because I think the grift that this movie pulls is that (laughs) it is... I think it's like an adaptation of an extremely serious book 
a book mm-hmm. that is very humorless and does it takes itself like mm-hmm. way too seriously. That is ridiculous and sort of formally uh uh like not especially like well regarded, I will say. Mm-hmm. Um and I think that this movie like I don't want to call it a parody, but I think that it is funny on purpose in a lot of ways that people don't pick up on because they're conditioned to think of it as mm-hmm. so serious and because the people who love it the most yeah. think of it as deeply serious. Mm-hmm. So when you're surrounded Your Honor, on May I may I <laughs> yeah, take a stand? One moment. I think when you're surrounded on all sides, let me just finish my thought and then you can take over. When you're surrounded on all sides by people who love this thing and take it deeply seriously, even if, like, I don't know, at least in my opinion, I think it is much sillier intentionally than Mm -hmm. than it sort of comes across to those kinds of people. If you want to look at it as silly, it feels like the incorrect way and it feels like, oh, this is bad and you're not, like, viewing it in the correct uh, uh, headspace, Mm -hmm. at least for me. And the more and more I get back to this, the funnier I find it. And I really sincerely believe that a lot of the people working on this movie know what they are doing because it is so ridiculous and over the top. And, uh, like, hilarious. Yeah. Like, the performances are so funny in so many ways. In ways that retroactively make a lot of sense in Robert Pattinson and Kristen Stewart's career. And also, like, <laughs> in a way that I can't believe that any professional would look at in a straight-ahead, serious way and be like, yeah, that's great. I'm excited about that work I did. That's my thesis. That's the way I feel about that's this. That's true. Okay. continue. I would say that when you watch The Lighthouse and watch Robert Pattinson fall in love with Willem Dafoe, mm-hmm. you're like, mm, Twilight makes sense. Yeah, now. yeah, it absolutely it does. I, yeah. <laughs> I just love The Lighthouse. I just wanted to bring it up. Okay, this is... This is why I think this movie and the franchise in general extremely qualifies for our mm-hmm. our topic, our approach to um, ingesting and having conversations about movies. Um, and I, I'm coming from a place where I have had to radically, like, re, like, destruct and construct what my vision of twilight is because i like i lived through a 1984 era of (laughs) what is cool and okay for teenage girls Mm -hmm, to mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. and twilight is such an embodiment of all of those things especially in 2008 the like the the end of the the aughts into the teens um and what it meant to be a young teenage girl or like a young woman at that time it was it was so difficult to navigate and and awful because like no matter what you liked it was going to be labeled stupid or silly mm-hmm. or like uh, frivolous mm-hmm. to the to the ma- the majority of the world i remember in 7th grade they played one time while we were running in pe and i was like yes i love this song and i heard like three teenage boys being like oh justin bieber he's gay blah, 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 because that was gay was used as an insult consistently mm-hmm. right. in like the in 2010 and so i was like 
from that that day on, I didn't let anyone know that I like Justin Bieber. I would be like, oh, Justin Bieber's stupid. Blah, 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 I don't know who that is. <laughs> so, and the same thing happened with Twilight, where it was like, if you were a person who admitted you liked Twilight, oh, yeah. you were opening yourself up to ridicule, uh, like jokes being made about you like you were seen as lesser as stupid right. as whatever like mm -hmm. as just some frivolous girl and which you can see in the character of bella oh, that so she's much. like yeah not like other right. girls like she wears sneakers to prom oh and God. she likes and she likes math she doesn't <laughs> like dresses she like go dress shopping um, i want to go book but like that's the thing the thing is that the, those things that girls liked that were feminine mm -hmm. were constantly made fun of at that time. If you were feminine, then, like, it that was a place for people to, like, poke holes right. at you. In 2008, that was very much the case. Mm -hmm. So it's to, to say it from our 2022 lens, like, oh, Bella, not like other girls, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> like, that, she really was the one of the first people to say, like, like, this is what my main character is going to be like. Like, she is unafraid to be herself. Yeah. And so then when teenage girls were literally being made fun of for liking Twilight because it was, like, some stereotypical love story, mm -hmm. which another my other point is it was not a stereotypical <laughs> love story at that point. It literally created a subgenre of fiction right. of these, like, these love stories focused around, like, a very macabre, like unknown setting right. like i could list a dozen books that were basically spin-offs of right. twilight that followed the twilight genre so it's incredible that like stephanie meyer created this at a very young age she was like what like 23 when yeah, she got like this book published mm -hmm. she was extremely young so like all of these flaws that we can see it seems like just manifested from this like culture of I'm going to make fun of things that are feminine. Mm -hmm. right. And then girls were reacting in ways that were like either strongly I am for this or strongly I am against this. And so to the point where like in my brain, I don't even know what the truth is anymore mm -hmm. because like, like there are, there are parts of this movie and this franchise where I'm like, wow, that's awful. That's so stupid <laughs> yeah, and so, so bad. This sucks but then, so bad. But yeah. then also I cannot separate that from the mass like way that media reacted to it also to the point that like YouTube was coming up at the same time oh, yeah. that Twilight was popular and coming out right. so all of these like parodies it like this in 2000 the late 2000s constant. that's when YouTube mm -hmm. was parody central like i can think of the niga higa parody the 30 second bunny parody like i can like i can list off <laughs> i knew the parodies more than the than original I, like, movie but yeah. like Twilight's or like vampires suck. That was a thing. A whole movie. Um, yeah. Like it was a, a whole movie. movie that came out. I like literally. I just thought of there was this um vampire sh show that was popular in Canada and it it also was on Disney Channel called um My Babysitter's a Vampire. Mm -hmm. Right. And they literally like had this like dusk series that all of the girls like that was it was literally just a twilight parody right. so it's impossible at this point for me to separate like what is parody what is like what i've heard about this movie that was a critique that ha has just been drilled into my brain right. as long as the like the series has existed and what is my actual opinion 
And so, like, it, it takes a lot of work to, like, strip away all of those Definitely, things. Right. Yeah. To the point where, like, like all of the hate and vitriol that came towards Stephanie Meyer and came towards, like, all, all of the members of the Twilight mm-hmm. cast, all of the all of the people in production of the movie, right. uh, like it, like at this point, like societally, we owe them an apology yeah. <laughs> because all of this, was, like the majority of it, was coming from a sexist lens. It was coming oh, from absolutely. like like this like, inability to contend with a new kind of popular thing that wasn't like male dominated. Right. Like that was just something that they were like not prepared for and also we probably wouldn't have had the hunger games without it and i love the hunger games so all this to say it's it takes so much work especially for people our age to actually like break down what this movie is because it's so difficult to separate it from how society like its cultural impact because yeah Yeah. keisha and and i we were in middle school (laughs) when when mm -hmm. twilight was happening like we were at like prime epicenter of this thing (laughs) the precipice of twilight (laughs) but see i think i don't know i take the one issue I take with your thesis, I think it's absolutely true that the amount of misogyny that was pointed at this movie simply mm-hmm. because it was a thing about women that girls liked that was made by a woman, like, it's absolutely yeah. 100% true, and it's, like, impossible to separate it from the cultural lens that we viewed it from. I, the whole, I don't think that you can put that into the making of it though like the whole like bella not being like other girls i don't find that empowering i find that mm-hmm. the opposite of empowering is this, it's like leaning into what the problem is and like you said it's not yeah. bella is not respecting femininity bella's being just as misogynistic as the yeah. misogynists complaining about twilight like it's not like i don't know but i, I, st- but I don't I would like say <laughs> Like in like that mm-hmm. is that's how I feel too. Like when I was watching mm-hmm. that, I was like, oh my god! Like let them be nice to your friends while they're shopping for dresses. Yeah, like, they're you being so you nice to you. Yeah. Your friends are so nice. Like or yeah. like I and the trope of like everyone is in love with Bella. Like the second that she walks into the school, they're like, you're Bella Swan, right? We oh love you. We've heard all yeah. about you. Come sit with us. Like all, all the boys are falling in love with her. Like that is very much like a trope that I think is gross. Like, I'm like, that is, that's stupid, that's dumb. But I, in 2010, that just wasn't the case, you know? Like, that's that's not how protagonists were written at all, was to say, Mm -hmm. like, like, that we were still coming out of, like, a very large Disney renaissance of, like, pretty girl wants something. Like, pretty girl needs something, like, girl who's good at singing wants something so to to posit bella as like a very average normal girl who is not necessarily feminine or non-feminine but like mm-hmm. is interested She's kind of an in amorphous blob yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like research and books and math and like yeah. is good at biology that is like that was not necessarily something that we were used to right. mm-hmm. and i think that that like th- this neutral zone m- morphed into like this I'm not like other girls pick me mm-hmm. like mentality because Stephanie Meyer did write Bella to be like an every girl so that you could easily say like me I'm good at biology I'm Bella mm-hmm. or like I don't I would wear sneakers to prom 
I'm Bella. Mm-hmm. Like that's that that was very much what she was trying to do. And now that's like oversaturated in the norm. Right. But at yeah. that point, it wasn't really something that was like very abnormal. Mm-hmm. And that was something that was exciting for like a teenage girl to be like, yeah. I can see it's myself like, in this protagonist. It's like something of the time that wouldn't have been that bad, but has just turned more misogynistic mm-hmm. as the culture has taken a hold of it more. Yeah. And I mean, it's it's it, it's hard to critique. It's it's just, it's hard to critique a romance written by a woman, and then just looking at all the stuff and being like, how like it's there's a lot of not even necessarily misogyny, just creepiness. There's so much creepiness inherently yes, a part of this true. story. Well, here's what I want to. So much. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think some of so much of it comes from her own like sexually repressed fantasies. I think right. that's a huge part of what Twilight is, and it's just hard. That's true. It's hard to present sexually repressed fantasies as a viable romance. Like these are two totally different yeah. things and it's just it's hard it's hard to look at it and be like this is bad for a number of reasons and it <laughs> makes it hard to enjoy sometimes. Here's what yes. I'm going to say. Here here's yeah. here's what I here's how I want to steer the conversation on this uh-huh, episode. Uh-huh. Uh 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 here's the thing. I think, like, Twilight as a book, as an idea, as a story, is mm-hmm. extremely whack in so many ways. And yep, 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 yep. To, yes. to, like, full-throatedly defend it would be, would be obnoxious. Weird. And, and would be weird. weird. <laughs> yeah. I don't, and I don't want that to be what we're doing. What I want yeah. to focus in on this is this movie in particular mm-hmm. as an adaptation of that which already exists. Gotcha. And the ways yeah. in which it sort of is and is not engaging with the text in different ways. And I think here, here's something, uh, I don't know if I've told this story on the podcast, but it, this is something that happened to me when I was in film school that like totally changed the way I think about, um, it's, it's a very relevant anecdote to this podcast mm-hmm. that I realized I never actually told. Mm-hmm. Um, there was, there was one project that we were doing. There were like two groups in this class and we were both making these movies. Um, and bo- and like to be clear, but I'm gonna say this group I'm talking about, their project was extremely bad. But our project was also extremely bad, and we were like really <laughs> in it together. Like yeah. both of us were like really in the trenches, sweating it out, trying to figure out how to make. Sometimes our things any don't good. work. Yeah, uh, yeah especially yeah. when you're in your second semester of film school. Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, so basically, like the long and short of their guys's project was like, it was this thing. It wasn't. You know, not that it was not supposed to be funny, but it was uh, uh, sort of a goofy little, like, heist movie that they had come together of, like, somebody trying to steal test scores or something. You know, mm-hmm. for, like, a second semester of college, you know, 10 minutes mm-hmm. short film. It was like, oh, yeah, sure. But, mm-hmm. you know, without access to a lot of things, without access to actors that were especially charismatic, mm-hmm. as we were putting it together... It was as they were putting it together. It was just not happening. It it was. It just felt like flat and lifeless. And the actors were like totally uncharismatic. And a lot of the times it came off extremely funny, right? Like a lot Mm -hmm. of the times we had to kind of not laugh at it. But like it, it was like hilarious to watch. In like the performances were just so weird. And they were like, we can't reshoot. Like our actors aren't available. We're like just grinding this thing up over and over again in the editing room, trying to figure it out. And what they ended up doing was 
like, just because of some offhand comment that our professor made about, like, uh, it just feels so weird. It feels like a dream right now or something like that. So, like, the very, like, the weekend before, like, the final due date before it had to be finished, the two editors on their group got together and they just chopped the hell out of it. And they put, like, <laughs> spooky weird music and they, like, spliced in black and white footage of plague doctors and shit every once in a while. <laughs> just made it, like, this weird, crazy nightmare. Like, totally changed it. And it was, uh, uh, like, this thing. And we watched it and it was fucking awesome and yeah. we were so mad because <laughs> our movie still fucking sucked and they had found this weird Hail Mary strategy to like mm-hmm. turn it into something <laughs> that was like fun to watch and it was like just this totally bizarre thing it turned it into this weird nightmare that was like so funny and interesting and cool to watch and I think that this movie in particular has that energy all over it mm-hmm. it is like okay we have this it's not working this is not going to turn out to be some, like, beloved masterpiece, but how can we at least make this fun? How can we like, go to bed at night after yeah. making this? And, yeah. like, I think that so much of this movie and the way it is written is so funny, I think, really sincerely. I think the way mm-hmm. that Kristen Stewart and Robert Pattinson behave in this movie is absolutely insane. There's that line reading right at the beginning that I just, I think about constantly. Where they're, like, in the hallway, and the, Bella, like, notices Edward's eyes. And she's like, did you get contacts? And he goes, no. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, they just it's look like, at each other for a minute. Yeah. It's so, it's so funny. And watching this movie, I, like, constantly, like, the more I watch it, the more I start to figure it out, the more I feel like I am in tune with it. You're I, that. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, into I find it... I find it, like, so, so funny on so many different levels. Mm-hmm. It's hilarious to me how, like, when Bella's, like, interacting with her normal friends, she acts pretty normally. And then every time Edward yeah. Cullen shows up, she just, like, totally changes into this other person where she's, like, <clears throat> and, like, all of her friends yeah. are, like, <gasps> super <gasps> weirded out by it, like, yeah. noticeably. Like, in the movie, they're, like, what is her deal? Like, why is she like this? And I think, like, there are so many things that this movie is doing that feel so much like they are turning into this skid, like they are leaning into this thing, like they are choosing to just have fun with it in a way that I find so, so, so fun to watch. And I've watched it like four times in the last year. I keep coming back to it because I think it's so great. I think what defends your thesis is definitely the second half of this film where they're like playing baseball they're playing vampire (laughs) baseball and they're just striking all their vampire poses with the enemy vampires all that shit i think that is totally you're 100 right about that part it's the first half of the movie where i struggle to see that because i think this is my first time watching this movie all the way through. Really? I've seen bits and pieces of it. Yeah, no, I've never sat down and fully watched it. And because I... Why? You guys can understand. People... You talk about... Well, you guys talk yeah, about you grew up in middle Alex school. Alex a couple years younger than us. Yeah, I was the little sister of all the people who went, this is horseshit. So, of course, exactly. not you specifically, Jackson. Right. But, like, that generation of, like, this is stupid. So I went... Yeah, this is stupid. Yes, I'm never gonna watch happened. it, and then I never did. Yeah, so this is my That's first time so, ever like I'm sitting so... down and watching it all the way through. 
That's why I'm so excited to talk with you guys with Maddie. Because, like, Maddie is also, like, was in that era of, like, Twilight bad, Twilight not good. (laughs) And so we, like, because we sat down and watched all of these movies together, and it was her first time watching them through. And I think that when once you've separated yourself enough, and you've, like, Mm -hmm. let yourself, like, just ignore just all out. of the like yeah. just <laughs> noise coming in from everyone. Like mm-hmm. it's good, it's bad, like all of the Bieber fever, whatever, like Twilight right. Mania is what they were calling mm-hmm. it, I think. Like it actually just is like a silly little campy series. And that's fine. Like I think that's yeah. okay. Especially like coming off of the the like Harry Potter train where Oh yeah. Like it's a book-to-movie adaptation, so it has mm. to be flawless and it has to be perfect, and this is how I imagined it in my head. And, mm-hmm. like, it's a female-led plot written by a young woman. So, like, how do we balance this? How do we balance, like, um, maybe less experienced script writers, um, <laughs> less mm. um, r- renowned dialogue uh, piecers together, um, mm-hmm. to the point where it is actually, like, there are... It's pretty fun. Like, it actually yeah. is fun. Like, those scene, I think that people in, again, I'm blaming this on all of the recreations. People see the scene where Bella walks in front of the fan and, like, he <laughs> smells her. So and they're great. like, isn't that so, st-? they're like, isn't it so stupid? Yeah. That's so dumb. But it's literally, it's supposed to be funny. That <laughs> scene hilarious. is supposed to it's be so funny. funny. Like, and it, it, it is. But, yeah. like, but, like, people are like, Twi- but they think that Twilight took itself so seriously yeah. that it, they were like, mm-hmm. that scene is stupid because it is supposed to be. Like, yeah. the part when she's, like, yeah. smelling herself is funny. Like, it's, yeah. mm-hmm. it's, like, this so strange. Like, everyone, she walks into the school and everyone is so friendly and she's like, I don't want that. That's not what I want. My vibe is, like, I like to, I'm a loner. I like to be alone. I'm from Arizona, but, mm-hmm. like, I don't, I don't go outside, but I like the warmth. I don't really know what I like. Like, that's her vibe. She's, like, a, an angsty teenage girl who doesn't know what she likes. Yeah. And so then all of a sudden there's this handsome boy who everyone knows is so handsome. And she he thinks she smells bad is funny. And so then she's, like, all wrapped <laughs> yeah. up in, yeah. like, who it like, what's this guy's deal? Like, why is he, he literally skipped school and tried to switch classes because he doesn't like me? Like, what's right. up with that? Like, it's I interesting really... and silly and, like, campy. Like, that's yeah. cool, think, you know? I, I think that this movie is hilarious. There are definitely points where I see exactly what you guys are talking about. It's the points where it feels like the, not the meta movie, but the actual movie mm-hmm. tries to make jokes. And they are, they don't land at all because of the line delivery. Like when they walk into school and Edward's got his fucking sunglasses on yeah, and they it's walk in. Great. No, it's shut up. It's hilarious. It's so funny. But then she goes, everybody's staring at us. And he goes, that guy's not staring at us. Yes, he is. Like, that wasn't a joke line yeah. delivery. You said two sentences. Patrick, that wasn't a joke. You That wasn't a joke. You didn't deliver a joke. Like, it's, I, like, I, 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 like, I, I fully understand and see what you guys are saying, but I feel like there's, like, two movies going on. There's, like, the self-serious movie that's still definitely there, and then the, like, yeah, weird meta. True. Like, I feel like it might have been the people on set and then the editors. I think those might have been two very different groups of people working on the movie, if that makes any sense. Like, post-production and production. 
Here's because here, like here's your homework, Adeline. Here's your homework great. before we watch New Moon. I need mm-hmm. you to watch Twilight four more times. Okay, I, that's what I need you to do. I need you to just marinate in it. I need you but to I let think, it soak I think, through. But you. I no, I think that everything that Adeline is saying is so valid, though. Like it's absolutely like that is truthful to what this movie is. Like it, it does take itself too seriously. And then there are scenes where it's like, that's not good. That's not like you're right. obviously like when like yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Like when it's like, oh, were you watching me sleep? Yeah, I kind of like to watch you sleep. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, like that's cool. And like yeah, yeah. And like that's what their relationship is built off. Like it does, it does fall into that pitfall of like two people have nothing in common. They just like each other. And like right. that is. On Stephanie Meyer for, like, literally not writing two characters with anything in common. Other than that, like, they're just innately in love with each other. Like, that is just their nature to be in love. And, like, that is a flaw. And I think that's a flaw of, like, a lot of, like, teen, like, based literature from the times. Like, literally, what does Ginny Weasley have anything in common (laughs) with Harry Potter other than she likes him? And then he just likes her back because, like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Keisha, she's not like other girls. She's on the sport team, and he is also on the sport yeah, team. That's true. So they and like sport. That's my that's my best friend's little sister, yeah. and that's kind of like. And I think <laughs> she's hot because she's not like other girls, and neither is Hermione. But, but she's, yeah, like that's I don't just know. like she's a girl. Yeah, like that's just like that is how romance was. It, it's, it's just, just how we did it. Right. It's how well, we did it. It's this thing where, like, it it is it, this particular fantasy where it's, like, I think a lot mm-hmm. of people feel like the people that are already in their lives are, like, people that they're already friends with and acquainted with. And, like, the mm-hmm. real, like, yeah. romantic partnerships that exist in the real world are people that you have friendships with, you know? Yeah. And the fantasy, the exciting thing is somebody just swooping yeah. in out of nowhere and becoming your boyfriend or whatever. Like, just yeah. appearing and out of thin also air. Like, that doesn't really make as much sense in mm-hmm. real life, but has this element of excitement to it that we like. And a lot of the times that just yeah. turns into, like, they just have this magnetism. I mean, in this yeah. movie, Bella and Twilight, like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Bella and Twilight. <laughs> Bella yeah. and Edward Bella. have absolutely, like, <laughs> they do Twilight. not speak about anything. Like, no. they, they just, they yeah. literally, they just, like, show up and, like, look at each other, like, constantly. Yeah. Just incessantly. Mm-hmm. Like, all the time. And, like, mm-hmm. it's, I don't know. I talked about this on our Shark Boy and Lava Girl I episode. Because would... I'm <laughs> fascinated. I'm we fascinated by... We did go down by, a, a Twilight yeah. rabbit hole in Shark I'm fascinated <laughs> by Edward Cullen as a character. Like, looking at him as this, like, uh, as this, like, female gaze, like... But not not like universal female gaze. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I no, yeah. I get I get frustrated with the way people use the phrases male gaze and female gaze as if it's like men are from Mars, women are from Venus. Like this is what boys like and this is what girls like. But like, yeah. through yeah. this particular perspective, this this like male, this like per like what she thinks of as like the perfect yeah, most what, like, hot uh, man in an, the world, an emerging adult woman. What yeah. she thinks is like mm-hmm. ideal man. Like who. Who is your David? Right. And it's, it's like, it's, it's like this boy who is so, he wants to, like, he is simultaneously, like, virginal and. Wise, respectful. 
Yes, he is simultaneously <laughs> extremely nice and extremely respectful while also actively restraining himself from killing you. He wants to kill you. Yeah, he wants to like, have yeah. sex with you so bad, but he can't. I think a lot of that has to do with sort of the fantasy of having a like, you know, being a woman and having sort of the ultimate agency over uh, over like initiation of sex. You know, mm-hmm. I think that a major part of it is like he doesn't want to have sex with you. But if you try to have sex with him, you probably will. Like, you have ultimate agency and complete control, mm-hmm. sort of, over that element of the relationship. And I think that, like, it's this element of danger that, that it's hard to put a, put a finger on. And it's just, it's this weird, complicated mishmash of attributes that don't make yeah. any sense at all. That do not fit together cohesively into a human person. Or yeah. vampire person. It's and, like it's the joke in the book is that when they like introduce vampire and they talk about how sexy he is, the outfit that he's wearing is like a polo and khaki pants, and everyone's right. like, Stephanie, yeah. you go this is this is your man. Hey, that's yeah. your man. In two thousand eight. Yes. In two thousand eight. No, yes. Not even in like, that is, yes. yes. That is yes. what was attractive. <laughs> You know, okay. yes, Adeline, yes, it was. Say, like, man. I'm telling you, like, it was. Preppy, no. I think it no, was. No, it was Brothers, style. Justin Bieber. They were not wearing khaki pants. But Jonas Brothers, they, because, but they were a little bit later than, like, when Twilight was published. Like, Twilight was published when I was in, like, sixth but grade. Bieber, I remember my older cousin. There's more than one way yeah, to be Bieber. attractive in a culture. Let, not okay, everybody who was attractive is, looked like Justin Bieber. You were in middle school, whatever. Yeah, but all this to... I'm, I am just saying that, like, preppy... That preppy culture was still... It yeah. was, like, on its way out. Mm-hmm. But, like, 90210, like, all yeah. of, like, Gilmore Girls, um, like, uh, Gossip Girl, like, the, the preppy boy who, like... Dresses nice and isn't grungy. Like grungy wasn't right. what was like the cool. Like that's the boy you want. It was like this preppy, rich. Like wears khakis, wears a polo shirt. Like doesn't like washes his hair every day. Like whatever. Yeah. Like that's what was like the hot, the hot kid, the cool kid was that kind right. of boy. So like that is who Stephanie Meyer. She's very much writing about like what her high school experience was, and like that I have to respect that because like that is what we see all the time. And now like twelve years, well more than twelve years later, like fifteen years yeah, later, whatever. we can be like, yeah, we can be like, girl, what were you like? That was no. embarrassing. Like why? Why is that yeah. what you wanted? <laughs> But like that is that yeah it was there are a lot of things that were embarrassing then silly bands were embarrassing yeah. like yeah. think of like my immortal like, think say, of my immortal how often she talks about yeah, how much my she immortal. hates the preps like oh, the yeah, preps were fair. like yep. the norm that, was, that she yeah, was like was rebelling against yeah I guess my mm-hmm. image of preppy is not the khaki pants and the polo shirt it. It's, that's just not my image of the preppy. I mean, I think of, like, the sweaters yeah. and, like, the button-up shirts and, like, the pea coats, which is very much, like, how they dress Edward in the movie. That's very much how they dress him. Mm-hmm. But the way they, specifically yep. the way that she dresses him in the book, you're like, mm, right. the the sexual repression. Yeah, like, I can, oh, I yeah, can smell it. Mm, 2005. But, like, that's... Religious again, culture. I can combine so... them. I see. <laughs> but, like, that's... I feel like it's just so, like... That is why I keep bringing it up. Like, it's so difficult for us to even separate a decade and a half of us, like, critiquing mm-hmm. right. this. Like, ripping it to shreds. Because, like, totally. yeah, if she writes, that's cringy now. But, like, how many other books were written then and described characters that way? Because that was mm-hmm. how 
teenagers were dressing then. <laughs> right. Like yeah. that is literally exactly. just like the reality of I what mean, it was. We all that was the reality of how romance was written. TikTok. I know that Wait, there is a definitely. I know the there's like the generation who defines themselves by Harry Potter also define themselves by uh, High School Musical a lot, and that is maybe mm. peak two thousands embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen the way they dress those kids yeah. in that movie? All their fucking hats I stand, I and like sparkly little short mm. like cover ups. Nope, like, I stand oh my by God. it. No, PG, I stand by High School Musical. I just, I just rewatched it. It's actually still. I High School Musical is better than Grease. I stand by that. It's. I'm not talking about the movie. I'm talking about solely how they dress those kids. The fucking t-shirt, but like that hat. They're wearing. They're wearing fucking khaki pants and polos. Adeline. I'm saying that's embarrassing. What are you talking about? I'm not saying it's good, but it's. But we see that as embarrassing. It's cyclical. The kids are doing it again. It's happening. Yeah, man. Have you gone to Target lately? The scrunchy, scrunchy, like sparkly, like uncomfortable <laughs> fabric is back. Scrunchy, scrunchy, and it's but nobody's scrunchy. buying it at Target. Everybody's That's making fun of Target, though. <laughs> I I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Only time will tell. I mean, we shouldn't be like, we shouldn't be like, judging what's not embarrassing like based business. off what middle schoolers are wearing now because it's probably still embarrassing. <laughs> it's, no, that's like that's how, but that's how trends work. That's where like pop culture that's what comes I'm from. Is, is from teens. I am agreeing with you. I, I know. I know. <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah. So all this to say, we can't hate hate on the khakis. I wanna, I wanna say though, again, I do think that in two thousand eight, that romance we were not, it was not held to the same caliber as what we are holding oh, it to now. Not, yeah. Because there are scenes that are implied to say like Edward and Bella have something in common. Yeah. Because they have all of that biology banter. <laughs> they sit and they, in the like, tree. There is chemistry right. there. Yeah. Like, people say that they don't have yeah. chemistry, and it's very much like, no, like, they're they're being goofy, and that's fun, but, like, when there are scenes, yeah, car. where they're sitting in a tree and talking, sitting in a field and talking, like, fix, but also, yeah, like, when, after they kiss, and he's like, I can't, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna sex all over have you. sex with you, or I'm gonna drink right. your blood, like, again, <laughs> implications, implications, but, like, I mean, within the context of the film, in- in the meta text, yes, it's sex. In the context yeah. of the film, it's I'll literally right, kill right. you, which again, yeah, I mean, that you know, it's like equating zone. those two yeah. things in a weird and way. Have, like like a the only way that sex exists is like as a danger that yeah. might be put upon you, and you have to get yourself in the correct again, space to accept it. Yeah. <laughs> but she's not saying it. Which anything. is like so tricky. <laughs> like, but I, I, but like back to what you said about Stephanie Meyer and how she was like, I don't know what you mean. Like I'm right. writing a story. Like she's mm-hmm. writing a story about a vampire, and like yeah. that's what vampires. That's what vampires mm-hmm. are like. Like I think we just we do this movie and this series a disservice of like over analyzing and over critiquing it to the point where it's like Stephanie Meyer. That's kind of fucked up that you would write that about <laughs> uh like sex, a sexual relationship, and she's like. What do you mean? Well, but right. I think bitch, that's what it is, though. I think she is calling like, herself out because she's blood. not doing it intentionally. I think so. She's yeah. just fully putting out what she thinks. Yeah. And because what she thinks, we can, like, kind of say, like, that's kind of fucked up to think, Stephanie. And she's like, I wasn't trying to say anything. This is just what I thought. And when, then we can go down the list of, like, oh, why? What were the societal things? What was going on? Yeah. 2008 culture, blah, 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 blah. How she was raised, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. Why does she... 
write this way, why does she think that? So I don't... I, I don't like to say that there's nothing behind it because she just was writing a story. Yeah. I think there's a lot behind it, and a part of that is because she was just writing mm-hmm. a story. So we can kind of, like, have this weird little, like, cut of, like, Stephanie Meyer, but also, like, the culture at large and, like, what was going on. So, like, I don't like, yeah. I don't like the... It's about nothing, even just because she says it is. Like, obviously, there's still more going yeah. on. And, again... I do think, but, like... If you, if you look at, like, Dracula or, like, other mm-hmm. horror novels that have some kind of romantic yeah. element, it's just, it is fun and interesting to say, like, what if the Dracula character actually wasn't, like, mm-hmm. being predatory, like, was legitimately trying to take care yeah, of no, that's the totally prota- valid. female protagonist? Like, is it, yeah, but, like, so there would still be, I understand that there are, like, obviously, like, overt sexual, like, Tensions yeah. and well, it's because Dracula is like but all it, about it, it that. Dracula is yes. all about that, and to like take this story that yeah. is a version of Dracula and being like, there's none of that in there. Like, of course there is. It is inherent in vampires. No, no, this, yeah. like, no, no, no. This of course, discourse yeah. about sex and what it means morally and in this, like in the zeitgeist. It's like what Dracula is all about. So, like, yeah. of course. That's gonna be what we're thinking about when we go into Twilight, because like that's yeah. what the that's what Dracula is about metatextually, and then to be like, there's no metatext here, like like well there inherently is, even if you try to deny that it is there. You yeah, know? I do think there is. I just don't think that's the yeah, absolutely. only metatext. Yeah. Like to say that it's just like this is the only thing Stephanie Meyer was constantly thinking about, like oh like what is it like to have mm-hmm. sex and it's so dangerous and blah 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 blah. I think does take away from like. Vampires have existed in our, like, mythological, like, culture all over the world, and it's not inherently, like, our Western version of, like, very handsome man takes on whatever, Mm -hmm. and he, yeah, it's, like, also just, like, spooky, spooky, bloodsucker, chupacabra, Mm -hmm. blah, 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 all over, so, I don't know, like, it's, it's lots of things that create this, like, danger element that I think people do forget and are just, like, Ooh, sexy vampire times! Yeah. Like it is still just like a a a different take on yeah. a romance genre, like a horror romance. Which again, I appreciate. Mm. I appreciate. Yeah, and I mean, romance. I don't know. It's just the thing about this as a text <laughs> is that it is just so. I mean, like you know, one of the like sort of elephants of the room is like Stephanie Meyer is like a devout Mormon, and she got married to her husband when she was twenty one, yeah. and mm-hmm. then wrote this book at like twenty three. And is like, you know, always been like very much an advocate of like abstinence and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the the story is so mm-hmm. much of a like, you know, it, it just it speaks a lot to the like societal expectations about sex and the way that sort of like fundamentalist Christian uh, like attitudes like mm-hmm. inform this story yeah. of like the sex, like you need to be celibate. What makes it valuable is that you're not having sex and mm-hmm. that sex is something that yeah. is dangerous know, but is, you want it but you have to be well, careful yeah. like, you I, mean, I think one of the things until, that is actually wait a for little it until you're well, a full vampire right yeah and i think one of the things that does make this actually <laughs> sort of sort of valuable as a, a feminist text in some small way is that it's pretty clear that bella does want to have oh, sex yeah. mm-hmm. but it is still mm-hmm. it is still very much framed like this dangerous thing that men constantly want and that women's job is to withhold from them. Mm-hmm. And it almost it almost comes yeah. across like Edward is like more virtuous than Bella for being the one who's choosing to withhold mm-hmm. the sex. 
It's because he's older yeah. and wiser, baby. And uh, it just comes across as this whole thing. <laughs> and you don't even have to look at it as a metaphor, yeah. right? You can say, like, oh, like, oh, being a vampire is like being married because it doesn't even have to do that because they literally have to get married before they have sex in the text. Like, it's not, like, even looking at it as a metaphor, it's like... they don't. They do not. They do. They choose to. Yes. Because look at... No, no, they don't have to. That's what that's Edward sets his own expectations. That's what he wants to get married, like those societal expectations. Other siblings, Jasp, but but there are other characters that choose not to follow the same path. So all this to say that is Edward's choice. That he made that decision. Wait, but he's the protagonist being written by in the vampire Meyer. culture. Wait, but what this other characters true. are having I sex know, outside marriage? That, like, it's not, he doesn't, Jasper and Alice, they're not married. They're, li- they're together, but they're not married. And I what's his suppose? name? I can't ever, I can't, Strongman and um, Rosalie, Rosalind. I never remember his name. I always think it's Chase, but I don't think <laughs> Guy that's Guy with black right. hair, yeah. Because, <laughs> Yeah, the, the the buff one, you know, strong one, you right. know, like they're together, they're couple, 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 couples. But Edward's like, no, I want, I want something more, I want something deeper, I want something truer. Which right. is all this to say, I agree with you, but I just wanted to, I just wanted to point out okay. that you just wanted not, to brag that you know more Twilight lore. <laughs> you know more I'm Twilight facts than us. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not. This is not a brag. I'm just. Like, this is my, like, coming out of, like, I, I'm allowed to like these things. Yeah, no, of course. You know, yeah. like, in middle school, it's, it is just, like, it is so strange how we had to, like, pretend not to like something. Or if if you chose to actually like it, then, like, you had to actively, like, fight other people mm-hmm. who are going to yeah. be rude to you about it. I don't think that it a- is as much, like, the culture now. Which is, because, right. like, it's definitely had a don't exist the same yeah. way. Yeah. There's been, yeah, but it is just, like, it's it's so interesting how, I mean, there's obviously going to be bullying, so there's going to be, like, the cool kids, the not cool kids, mm-hmm. but the way that, like, we, I think that we are on the, like, the very end, the very end, bookend of, like, qu- cl- classifying and qualifying groups of kids, where, like, right. it was, like, jocks, nerds, uh, like, band I, geeks, uh, like, preppies. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. I yeah, fully all of those things. never like, experienced just... that in any of my, like, schooling. Yeah. Like, I fully mm-hmm. never experienced Like, I would see that in yeah. movies only, and I'd be like, all the kids sit together. Like, there are friend groups. Is that what you mean? Like, I, I don't know. <laughs> like, right. I fully yeah. never experienced that in my schooling mm-hmm. career. I remember in middle school, one of the things, one of, like, the biggest things. I mean, I had a, a slightly different middle school experience than a lot of people because I went to... Uh, yeah, it's it was not a private school. It was still a public school, but it was a an arts focused high school. You had to like apply to get mm. into, and the communities <laughs> community was and super he made small. It. This is he not made it into the this arts is not a brag. School. This is me just saying that my experience doesn't reflect everybody's. But it was. <laughs> I'm just different. I'm <laughs> not, Except for you, like did drop. You were like, you were like, it wasn't a prep school, but you did have to apply to get it in, and I did. <laughs> And I was did get the community was very small. There were less than a hundred kids in my grade. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah, because we were and all it was, special. It was like all difference. like, but no, 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 no. <laughs> but it was like all kids with like similar interests. Yeah, so exactly. It was, it was like a smaller um, pool but to draw even, from. But even still, I remember so clearly, especially in that environment where it was these kids who felt like they were they were like you know arti- like it was an arts focused school who like mm-hmm. had opinions about things like even more than the background level like in middle school. 
Like, mm-hmm. talking about Twilight, it was that huge, like, Twilight versus Harry Potter thing. And yeah. it yeah. felt like oh, the yes. Twilight, there was, like, a small collection of, like, Twilight girls in the school that were, like, no known as being such that were, like, sort mm-hmm. of, like, yeah. not to say that they were, like, bullied because it was a really nice environment, but it was, like, it was, like, an extremely, like, Oh yeah, like you get you kind of get teased about like liking Twilight, and I remember like so mm-hmm. much of middle school is about that kind of thing. Where because I remember I like the kids that I hung out with a lot were all very into Star Trek for whatever reason. It was this weird special Ooh. interest that they had all like gathered, and so I like got really into Star Trek, and like I don't want to say like I was pretending to be into Star Trek because it's not like I was actively like faking it or whatever but like Mm -hmm. as i but i like got really into star trek and i started watching star trek we talked about star trek all the time and like as i like got older and figured out like more things about myself i was like this i don't like star trek and i don't i don't (laughs) think that i ever really did like i'm not really interested in this like i mean i was i was interested in like the community and i liked my friends and i liked talking about it with them but like the Mm -hmm. older i got the more i was like no, no, I don't think that's, I don't think that's the move. Not this. And I think that, I think that that is, like, such a fundamental, like, youth thing. I mean, in the same way that, like, mm-hmm. me pretending to like Star Trek, quote-unquote, is the same thing as you, like, pretending not to like Twilight. Like, I don't think you were actively yeah, yeah, pretending yeah. not to like Twilight, but I think you were just sort of like, oh, oh whatever, no, I'll I go agree. with the flow and not like Twilight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it is, yeah, that is, like, this, I, it is so... I want to, I'm interested to see where it goes in the future, but, like, I think when we were in middle school and high school, it was kind of the, like, very death of, like, this mono, like, chromatic vision on how you could, like, stake your personality and your identity as, like, a teenager, Mm -hmm. where it was, like, that you nailed it with that, like, Twilight versus Harry Potter. Like, you're a Twilight kid or you're a Harry Mm -hmm. Potter kid, and the Harry Potter kids are smart and cool, and the Twilight kids only (laughs) care about romance, and they're not smart and cool like we are, the Harry Mm -hmm. Potter kids. Like, and and that started to melt away a bit more, whereas, like, oh, you do band? You're like, yeah, but I'm also, like, on the football team, and, like, I tried out for the play, and I'm in, like, Mm -hmm. four AP classes this year, so, like... And, yeah, and we're like, in biology together. Yeah. Like. <laughs> yeah, it was like, it's it just like that started. But I do remember, like, there was a phasing out of that. Like, I, I think it was still very much like a, a thing. Because I went to a different, I went to just like a public middle school with 800 kids. And it was still right. very much like cool soccer kids, uh, lame band kids. And like, sometimes the, like, like, a, but the difference is like, there would be a so- cool soccer kid in a band class. But, like, that's not what their identity was. Like, I right. was a band kid. Mm-hmm. I was a band kid. That was my identity. But, like, there were cool soccer kids who were there taking band, like, for an art right. credit. Mm-hmm. Because they were, like, that was the difference. So, like, that is not much, as much the case anymore. Which is, like, I don't know. It's it's just interesting to, like, see where it is and see how, like, Twilight can be reintegrated into our society. Especially now that, like, it got that... TikTok like reinvigoration right. from the pandemic, like yeah. Now like we're we we're saying it. We like Twilight now. Yeah. Um, but like it's still inviting in like the things that are not right about the story. But like mm-hmm. not being afraid to like claim something that you like. Right. Like 
Mm-hmm. It's it's still an interesting love story. Like yeah. and it's different. It was different than anything else. And it was exciting to see like a book that you liked be turned into a movie yeah. with like actors that were up and coming and mm-hmm. like it's 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 impossible to separate Twilight from its culture, but like it's exciting to be able to re-ingest it in a new way with a new light. And so I, right. Like I, I, I hold two hands because, like, like I said, like I don't know where my critique starts and stops from like what I've ingested and heard, but I can also right. like at mm-hmm. the same time point to things that I like pretended that I didn't like, but I actually did. Um, like, pre- like things that I appreciated about the genre that I like want mm-hmm. to take forward with right. me. Um, but, like, also the, like, weird racist things and the weird yeah. sexual, yeah. like, <laughs> sexist things. Like, mm-hmm. like it's just, it is very much a product of its time, but it's still, I think it's worth, like, worth protecting because it has endured and about. suffered so yeah. much. Yeah. yeah, it's worth caring about. Like, literally, think, I'm like, so sorry to all of the teenagers <laughs> that got hurt by people. <laughs> I did some reading a little while ago about, like, sort of the production of this movie. Because it's this is another thing. Like, this moment, like, 2008, it was, like, the height of the, like, YA adaptation. Oh, and, yeah. like, mm-hmm. after Harry Potter, it was, it was a post-Harry Potter project, but it was also yeah. a... It was also, like, the earlier days of, like, online film journalism and, like, online film discourse. Mm-hmm. And it was a... F- not common practice, but something that would happen every once in a while where, like, things would, like, get leaked to outlets or whatever, where it was mm-hmm. like, we're thinking yeah. about doing this with the movie. So there was, like, an early version of this project where they were like, we're gonna make some changes and Bella's gonna be an athlete or something like that. There were, like, all mm-hmm. kinds of things like that. Like, we're gonna try to approach mm-hmm. this from a different angle. And they would, like, leak it to different people to say, like, oh, we just found out that it's yeah. going to happen this way. And every single time people were like, fuck that. They're going to ruin it. Holy shit. I can't believe it. Because yeah. like the Harry Potter movies had like trained a whole generation mm-hmm. that like adaptations need to be literal and, yeah. and page by accurate. Page. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everything that happens in the book needs to happen in the movie. And that's what makes them good because those Harry yeah. Potter movies do that pretty mm-hmm. like really well. Like those are pretty accurate adaptations yeah. Which, except for like a few like, things here like, or there. To this day, yeah, but there are still like BuzzFeed articles and people right. talking about like that one the side character they left better. out of Harry Potter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you're like, did that one professor who like gave Harry a B or whatever, is that actually matter either. to the narrative? Yeah. No. And it was it, just if like your hot world take building is the that happens in books. Better, I don't want to have a conversation with you. Like I yeah. just I already I just don't and, have the time uh, anymore. But, you're like, maybe and like <laughs> through that process, what ends up happening is this movie that is so weirdly, and, like, I haven't read the book firsthand, but, Mm -hmm. like, from what I can tell, what I've heard, this movie is, like, extremely accurate to the book. They're basically just, like, doing the book as as straight up and down as they can. Because every time they were like, what if we approached it this way? (laughs) The apple scene? The apple. That's my favorite fucking moment in the movie, when he kicks the apple up and holds it like this. It's so great. Yeah, because like every time they like like. floated the idea of something else, like people weren't willing to hear if it was or think about if it was Mm -hmm. even a good idea or not. It was just like, uh, -uh, no, no, go back, try again, Mm -hmm. do it like the book. And they're like, okay, Jesus, fine, I Mm -hmm. guess. Um, Yeah, which is like a very difficult constraint to like we've talked about this before a lot in a movie. If you say like 
you you can play within this box and if you veer outside of this box, you're gonna have millions of angry <laughs> right. teens and it's to also answer to. Bad. And it's like bad people if you are like that. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, but that was just yeah, that was the culture. Mm-hmm. It was the culture, man. And I, I know that I was part of it. And I remember seeing that movie and I like I remember the very last line of the book was like, Edward pressed his cold lips on my neck and you're like, Wow, <laughs> he didn't do it. He didn't turn her into a vampire. And so then when they show like one half half of a second more scene after that i said wrong incorrect incorrect (laughs) you did it wrong you did not translate the text correctly this was the wrong order even though like as a movie it makes sense to have romantic beat and pan away from them show them still talking and dancing and then you're like yeah oh danger this danger element here it's still happening there's gonna be the next movie yeah but in my yeah. brain, in my book brain, I said, wrong. Fail. fail, A fail of a film. Correct. Wrong. Bad. Yeah. You blew it. <laughs> you blew it. I was on board until <laughs> just now. You biffed it right at the end. So here, here's what I want to say about this movie as a, as a movie, as an adaptation. Mm-hmm. I think that, like, yes, uh, yes, yes. Uh, I, because, I, you know, as my relationship has changed with the whole, like, so bad it's good, ironic appreciation mm-hmm. thing. Like, mm-hmm. and the way that I think, like, the more I watch this movie, the more I start to, like, see it as being funny in a really sincere way. Like, when we when we talk about Spider-Man 3 and we laugh at Spider-Man 3 on some level, we think, like, they weren't trying to do that. Like, this turned out weird and bad and it's really silly how, because we have sort of a template for, like, what the earlier ones looked well, like. And we, like, kind of want it to still like, look yeah. like that. Yeah, so we're like, this is different, yeah. and so we can see that they almost certainly were not trying to make it this way, and it's funny, and we can kind of laugh at it that way. And like, the you more can, I watch you this can movie, almost feel how uncomfortable Tobey Maguire is doing some of the <laughs> right. things where it's like, yeah, this isn't exactly fitting. It's not fitting right. Right. But I'm sorry, sorry to interrupt. <laughs> no, it's okay. Uh, and like, the more I watch yeah. this movie, the more I start to really and sincerely view it as like kind of a highbrow comedy mm-hmm. in the way that like. It's not, like, joke-heavy. It's just sort of, like, performance and character-focused. It's campy. It's campy, and you can see... And the way that makes me feel the most about it is that so many of the actors, I feel like, are playing off of each other in so many smart ways. Like, I think the way that Kristen Stewart behaves completely differently around Edward as she does around all of her other friends, Mm -hmm. all of her friends who are giving very straightforward, very normal performances in this movie to, I think, hilarious (laughs) effect. The way that he, like, bounces back and forth between the two. They're just at lunch having their normal conversations and the Coens walk in and it's like, and they're, like, walking around and they're like, what's up with those fucking kids? kids. Yeah. And, like, the way that their performances... Kind of an iconic moment. And the way that their performances all bounce off each other in different ways and the way that you can see different actors, like, engaging with each other on different ways feels really, really cohesive and funny mm-hmm. to me in a really sincerely, like, actually funny way that I find funnier and funnier in a, in a really wholesome, really sincere way every time I watch <laughs> the- it. And I think, like, just watching Robert Pattinson in this movie, if you just always keep an eye on him, 
he is so funny. Every single face he doing makes is so fucking hysterical. Much. He's doing so I think fucking it's much. so great. And it, like I said, it sort of retroactively makes that much more sense now that we've seen him do what he's done since then. Like, he's giving like 110% yeah. to this thing, being ridiculous and funny yeah. and like campy and ridiculous. I think it's so great. Yeah. So that, like anybody who's watching this movie who's still well, having like, a hard it time. It is like grief. Just like keep an eye on Robert Pattinson. Just watch him. Because every. Well, just think of it. Everything he yeah. does is hilarious without exception. He drives a Volvo. When, yeah. when, when Bella's like he drives about a to get assaulted by by some like street youths in the parking lot or whatever, he like mm-hmm. fucking burns oh, yeah. rubber. Oh, poor like, Angeles Washington. Like yes. skids into with his fucking Volvo and gets out of the car and is like, "You get your hands off her, or whatever. You get your damn hands off her, Biff." It's so yeah. it's so Which, funny. <laughs> but like, I will say, I get I like the movie Grease. I get so much secondhand right. embarrassment in the first 10 minutes of right. watching yeah, that movie yeah. because I'm like, this isn't how humans talk. This isn't you how they right. 45. I'm so, <laughs> and they're like, they're like, and, but then once you get into it and you let yourself watch the movie, you're like, this is fun. Right. And like, it's a choice. And I think mm-hmm. that people never gave Twilight that view where it was like, this is fun. It's a choice. They were. They just assume like right. young actors just sad. let it do what it's going to do. Young actors yeah. not yeah. embarrassment is a and good like, embarrassment is a good term to throw yes. out because when you're doing that like ironic thing, there's like a Schadenfreude to it, right? Mm-hmm. There's like a oh, I'm so embarrassed for them. That's what makes it funny. I'm at a point where I'm like sincerely like yeah. I don't I don't feel any amount of Schadenfreude towards this movie. I'm like I fucking get this. Yeah. Like I feel like I'm dialed into this and I yeah. I think really that love the it. performance first, that the regular <laughs> teens give is so. Wet hot American summer. Yeah, totally. That it's just like it's yeah. just but like, that's what I, that's kind I, of I, like how teens were represented in teen movies. Then, like if you look at Ten well, Things I Hate About You, you look at like, uh, like she's all that. Like that was kind of like the vibe, you know. Well, but it's not. It's that's what I struggle. I struggle with. I don't know what is behind that because I want to. I want to think that there is some kind of intelligence, some kind of like self-awareness behind that that they know that the performance that they're giving mm-hmm. is so weird and they're all like oh my god uh prom uh, uh hey um what's up yeah I, that, like, that's what i think I, is so funny I, about it i want but i want to believe that there is that intention of that's what they're doing but because it is twilight and i think everybody going towards it had that self-serious mentality in their head going for it, especially coming off of the criticism that they got online anytime they tried to do something different. Mm-hmm. I think the actors were very aware that they had to take this very seriously or they would get maimed alive. You know, like, that's what they wanted. They wanted to be just as serious and just as good and exactly like the book. Right. So, like, I can't... I can't believe that the actors were like, I'm gonna do this, like, funny, weird performance and I think it's gonna, like, really be, like, a lasting effect. I think... That that's what their genuine, what they thought the self-serious reaction acting was going to be. And then that's why I get mm. that embarrassment. Because it comes off as the Wet Hot American Summer. Where they're just like, uh-huh, volleyball. <laughs> Look at this worm. OMG. Like, it just... Yeah, but Wet Hot American Summer is the best movie ever made, though. But they're doing the it on purpose. <laughs> I don't know the Twilight's doing it on purpose. I don't care if they're doing it on purpose. It okay. rules. Okay. It does. I guess... Uh, yeah. I don't know. 
I get, I just, I don't know. I think that I you're do, coming I out. Just, if, if, the, yeah. if the thesis is just, it's hilarious and it's great because it is hilarious, I think I'm totally fine with that. You keep coming at it at this angle where it's hilarious on purpose. And I don't know that it's always hilarious on purpose. I still think a lot of the hilarity comes from that coming at it, at least on production, on site, them coming at it with a 100% self-seriousness that they need this to do this as it is in the book or you're going to get killed. Like, I think that's... The mentality I mean, me, that was going around. Here's the way I think about it. They know mm-hmm. they have to do this exactly the way it is in the book or else they're going to get killed. They mm-hmm. have this script. They're like, yeah. this is like <laughs> the most insane constriction. Like, yeah. we know exactly what we have to do. On set, you have to just have a good time with it. You have to yeah. figure out a way to take that very particular thing you're being made to do and make it fun. Just like those kids in my film class had to take what they had and mm-hmm. they had to figure out some way to make it fun. I, it is hard for me to believe that like any filmmakers, any like you know ecosystem of film professionals working together, yeah, would not be to look at this film. Yeah. Would not be trying and working together as hard as they can to just make this thing fun. And I think it's extremely fun. Well, and I think that's, but I think that's, that's yeah. also more true of a small production where you can all come together to make something fun on such a large scale, big budget. Like, I hate to say corporate, but, like, corporate, big-name film. Like, I think that you can have bits and pieces of that. Like I said, like, with the people on set or, like, with the people in the editing bay. Like, those, like, small communities within that ecosystem. I think that can be the mentality. To have that be the entire mentality for all the thousands of people that had to look at this film, like, during production and editing and whatever. Like, all the stuff they had to go through. I cannot... I I can't, like, believe that they all had that mentality. I think that there were people who were like, this is super, this is, this is art, this is what we need to do, this is, like, getting into the headspace, what do teens like? Like, I just think, I think there are definitely pockets of what you're talking about, but I cannot believe that that's the mindset of the entire production team. I just can't believe that. I don't think, I, I mean, I think that it's somewhere in between where, like, they wanted to do a good job, you know? They wanted to have fun with right. it. They wanted to make the characters their own. Like, they wanted to play into those, like, silly, campy moments, which they do. Mm-hmm. They and do, then, yeah. And, and not everything is successful. Like, obviously, there are things that even in 2008, you'd say, like, that's weird. And I don't I don't really vibe with that. Right. Mm-hmm. But, like, it is, and here's- it is very much still, like... This is a beloved text. Obvi- like, obviously, a lot of, like, millions mm-hmm. of people love it. And there is, it was, like, a whole thing, like, twi moms, like, twi parents, <laughs> right. like, people, like, yeah. pa- like, parents like Twilight. Like, these kids like Twilight. Like, like it was, it was very, it was, like, Twilight's crazy everybody. Like, mechanism yeah. that was happening. Well, yeah, but, like, it was just, like, it was much bigger than they had anticipated it being. Mm-hmm. Right. Which, it, it, it was kind of, like, proof that this like teen text like harry potter they thought it was just like a fluke it was like Mm -hmm. you know once in a generation it's like it's like the like the lord of the rings Mm -hmm. like you get you get one one every 50 years and then maybe something else will happen but then twilight proved that like that's not necessarily the case like Mm -hmm. it can come from somewhere else and so like this yeah it falls into those constraints of like being faithful to the book but i think that they were still like how can we make this a good movie how can we make this right. mm-hmm. a movie that like will it will be like worth it to the audience that we know is going to be coming to this movie and right. i think that they do it pretty well i think that they like hit the romance scenes 
like decently mm-hmm. again for like, what they are yeah. there are still parts where it's like it's very like weird the way that it's written and also like Kristen Stewart and Robert Pattinson are still pretty young and so like you can tell yeah. that like some scenes they don't feel as comfortable in as other ones like the kissing scene is a little bit like peck <laughs> yeah. peck I oh I think that like like and like yeah like you know it's young people who haven't done a kissing scene before <laughs> like, that's not really kiss. their mo yeah. yet yeah yeah, like it's it like you can tell that it's like kisses when you press your lips on yeah. other lips, and uh, a lot of people are watching me, and it's a little <laughs> and it's awkward. Weird. But they and they, I'm like, in my underwear for it, some reason, you know. Yeah. And like, like, but like that's that is that is true. That is true of the movie. But it also like has a the fun baseball yeah. scene. Like the right. baseball scene was iconic in the book and and it's it's it fun, is and fun cool and it's interesting very the way fun. that they, they do it. And they the only movie. play baseball during thunderstorms, thunderstorms so they can yes. disguise the crack of their so bats. I have, Fuck it's so I have good. two things. Yeah. And then <laughs> <laughs> Well I have two well, I just want to say like the joke of like um like uh what you guys like baseball? And he's like, Yeah, it's America's pastime. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. like, and they're yeah, wearing we like, to play like baseball. They're wearing like fucking nineteen twenties yeah. ass like baseball like, uniforms. Yeah, like, so, yeah. yeah, they're like, Something We're gonna play baseball. We got this is how you play baseball, baseball clothes. Yeah. yeah. They're wearing like striped yeah. button up yeah. short yeah. sleeve shirts and cleats. It's like what? <laughs> like, what's going on? Yeah, they do it a lot, apparently. But anyway, like my yeah. two things are all of the like fast motion people on wires running around yeah, vampire yeah. style. Yeah. Is fucking hilarious every time I see it. <laughs> and can we appreciate, first of all, shout out to Bella for going to the the native run bookstore instead of just buying the book off mm-hmm. Amazon. But also shout out to her for Googling mm-hmm. a book, going and getting that book reading one thing out of the book and then just going back to Google. Like, what? Do research. It's yeah. so fun to just Google it. I mean, just Google it. She got that uh, book for no reason. Here's, if we are to start Google, to wrap this again, up. again, it was not the same. It was not the same. Like, no, no, that, no, 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 no. She like, Googles again. whatever the word that Jacob says. Cold yeah. person. Vampire. And then she finds yeah. that book. Cold she goes bl- to yeah. the book. She opens the page and it says cold person. So then she goes back and Googles it again. And this time finds something different. I'm like, you just Googled the same thing That's twice. how they taught you to research things. In the 2000s, that's how they taught Multiple you how to research. Sources. That's how I learned how to research things. That is, that is true. Thing, that is true. Fuck it, whatever. Okay. Okay, uh, I'm just saying, like, that's, to wrap that's this up. No, no, no. That was a normal thing. That was a normal thing. But I wanted to say, I wanted to touch a little bit on, like, the indigenous representation in this movie, if that's okay. Right. Yeah. Because it was not represented in the book. Like, that was, like, it was much poorer in the book. And so, like, they made the choice to say, well, it's kind of weird that this book is literally taking place on, like, very, like, indigenous grounds. Like, that is true. So, it's not the, it's, like, obviously, like, very, like, clunky and uh, poorly executed in some ways in the movie. Yeah. But it is interesting and cool that they said, I think it's. They should be here. That we yeah. have like some indigenous representation, yeah. and like Taylor Lautner is not indigenous, no. but a lot of characters in the subsequent films are. A lot of the rest and of them, so yeah. it's like, it's it's it is like I think that as 
like very much that Twilight is a stepping stone towards different things. And so like it cannot be honored as like they did it representation and nobody right. does that. Yeah. But it is like it can be looked back at as like oh, it was helpful mm-hmm. that, like, Twilight made those choices to be, and, like, use the actual, like, name of the tribe that they're on and, like, have actual actors. Like, it is, it's, right. like, a little step, and so it's hard to say, mm-hmm. like, it, I think it's still worthy of the critique of, like, mm, that's kind of racist, but well, it's also, it, like, still a, a motion towards something. It creates this weird thing inside the film, though, before we know that they're werewolves, where the Cullens just seem like a bunch of racists that don't like the tribe, and Bella's just cool with that, even though she's obviously very attached to a lot of these Native American people that she's grown up with, and she's just cool that her boyfriend is apparently a big racist. That's just... it's And that's yeah. and there's no way to fix that. It's yeah. just weird. <laughs> like it's, uh, I don't think it's... I don't. I didn't get that take from the movie. I think it was more like, because she understands that they were they are vampires at that point, and Jacob doesn't know that she knows that. Yeah. So she is probably like, yeah, they probably like killed one of their friends, like or not a friend. But there's but like, scene before that, where like when the first time when the guy in the wheelchair shows up with Jacob, and that's like before yeah. she like really knows that he's a vamp. Well, it's before that she knows that the Native Americans know whatever, whatever the timeline is. It's just like her friend is showing up, and Edward's like, "I gotta leave before the Native Americans get here." Right. And it's like, "Ooh, hey, Edward, what are you talking about?" Uh, my my final thing I want to say about this because I do I do have kind of an out at a certain point that I need to get out today. Mm-hmm. Uh, but. Th- Part of the reason I'm so much excited about this movie is because none of the other Twilight movies feel anything like this. Like oh no. <laughs> this movie, oh no. this movie is like so much. Like I do think there's a lot of Buckwild stuff in the other Twilight movies. I think that a lot of the other Twilight movies are still like similarly like more fun than people give them credit for, and are doing things a little bit differently than like the most serious, most you know stone faced reading you could apply to them. But mm-hmm. I. Like, this movie is so ridiculous, and the way it's color graded is so insane. Oh the my performances God, yeah. <laughs> are at like a 900 out I of like 10. It. And, like, there are so many things that are like so idiosyncratic and weird and cool about this movie that when you get to all the sequels, are like really, really sanded down in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And uh, it doesn't mean that there's mm-hmm. not value to them, it doesn't mean that there's not also fun in different ways, but like. This movie really feels like this just, like, perfect moment to me. Oh, yeah. It feels, it feels like this thing that, like, shouldn't have happened and will never happen again. Like, just <laughs> why it feels so much like they're this, getting away with something This crime against God. Yeah, it feels like they're getting away with something <laughs> because they put a fucking stop to it after that. Yeah, you know? they were like, you can't That's, do this again. They're like, you yeah. were having too much fun. Like, this yeah. is not how we should be doing this. <laughs> Um, which is another big part of the reason why I think about this movie so, so positively. But, Mm -hmm. uh, it's, I mean, when we talk about New Moon, not next week, but the week after, that's a movie that I think is leaning into the, like, sort of romantic comedy elements of it in a much more overt, much more obvious way. Mm -hmm. Um, because that, I mean, we'll talk about it later, but that's the one where it's like, oh, she goes on a date to go see a movie, but she's in between the two guys, and who does she like? And then the boy throws up or whatever, and it's, like, a very just, like, silly, regular, Mm -hmm. like, it has jokes in it, like, that kind of thing. (laughs) There are jokes Uh, in it! Yeah. Um, But, uh... 
Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm just, I'm ready to start start wrapping up because I'm very excited about our Patreon content today, <laughs> uh, which many of you I'm sadly... I'm excited. We have no idea what it is. Yeah, many of you sadly will not get to hear because uh, you're not subscribed to our Patreon. But if you want to hear, it only would cost you $5 yeah. a month. There's there's something of a, a year. There's you something of a less, pandemic you going more on, coffee. on right now that, like, there are more... Like, you would be surprised how many people on this planet right now are not subscribed to our Patreon. And... It's actually scary. It's it's frightening, actually. Uh, and there's only... If you make a charitable donation to our cause at the Patreon, we can help put an end to global not subscribe to our patreon city. Uh... <laughs> And, uh, so anyway, just subscribe to our Patreon because we have weekly bonus episodes that are a lot of fun and monthly commentary tracks. That reminds me, I need to put the poll up on the Discord server. The Discord server, the which Discord is in our, server. in our description and in our Twitch bio, where we monthly vote on what movies we will watch as a commentary track for our, uh, monthly, uh, commentary Patreon exclusive. We got two kinds of content on Patreon. They're both extremely fun. Uh, also, if you are listening on a podcast, we stream this podcast live on twitch.tv slash cooltakespod uh, every week, usually Saturday mornings. Uh, next week, we've got a very exciting episode. We said it was going to be this week, but we had to push it back. Uh, Adam Lance Garcia is going to be coming on to talk about Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull for real this time. Um, no joke. And we're very excited about that. Uh, you can follow us on our uh, Twitter, uh, my Twitter at Jabberpack, Adeline's Twitter at Hollaback Horse, and Keija runs the podcast Twitter at Cool Takes Pod. And uh, hey, I forgot to look up a review, so you guys riff for a minute while I do a quick Google search for Twilight. Um, I, I will say my biggest critique of this movie, and I will get more into it in New Moon because I think it's more relevant then. It becomes more relevant as time goes on. But a lot of people would say that the relationship between Bella and Edward is kind of gross because he's literally a hundred years older than her and has been like waiting around for her, apparently. And he's, he's like, I've been waiting for you. I've been waiting for the one. Yeah. And it's like, you're like, Ugh. Which is why I'm on Team Jacob because the age gap between Jacob and Bella is much less. And also, I understand that things transpire in the future that maybe make Jacob seem less appealing. But I still stand by the fact that I am Team Jacob, and we didn't talk about what teams we were on because everyone else shrugged me off. But if we're going to play into this film, we have to pick teams. So I'm Team Jacob. What is everyone else? We yeah. did it in the beginning. I said I was also Team Jacob. Uh-uh. I Edward think is... I'm Team Edward. Oh, I, I think didn't I'd hear rather that. I thought that... Edward than Jacob. Yeah, I fully said that. Mm-mm. I thought, th- okay, okay, because Jackson went into his whole rant. So I wasn't, yeah. I, yeah, didn't, Jackson I didn't, didn't pick a side. Jackson yeah. skirted no, the question. I'm, I'm, I'm okay. Team Edward. I think I'm Team Edward. They've got a fucking, I know that they, they're got, both they laid bad the fucking picks. groundwork. Like, no, they, they put in the fucking work. You know, what do Edward and, or what do Bella and Jacob have? Like, oh, I don't know. He's got fucking abs or whatever. They grew up together. They grew up together. Yeah, they were friends. They, they didn't both, grow like, up cars. together. They're they were friends, friends as kids and then moved away as kids. And then they're friends now. Yeah. yeah. That's literally see, my, how many romance context. movies start with that trope. <laughs> yes. 
My context of this film and only this film, I'm Team Jacob. I know he does a heinous crime. A heinous. A heinous. Uh, okay. No. No. It's. We'll get into it. It's not a crime. I mean, we can't. It's, you can't it's say Edward is a hundred years older than Bella, and that's gross. And then turn around. It's not weird that Jacob's in love with the baby. It's you grosser. can't. You it's can't. complicated. It's not. They're he's not in love with the baby. He's not in love with it. We'll get so into this it. Is, it's complicated. This is the review I want to read of, of Twilight. This is usually I like to take a silly, ridiculous review that we can kind of dunk on, but. This, I just want to highlight just a really good piece of writing by television writer Demi Adijuwebe on uh, uh, Letterboxd.com. Uh, this is just a review I really like. I just wanted to share it. This is, uh, Demi, <laughs> this Demi is says, a joke, okay? Yeah. Demi says, this movie like, rules. Don't laugh at it. Every Edward line is so much better when you pretend he's just the weird lanky guy at your high school that makes everybody nervous and does Dragon Ball Z charge-up moves when he thinks no one's watching. Every Bella line has the <laughs> subtext of, you better let me suck that dick, shiny boy. The DP showed up one day and said, if I have to use a tripod, I will fucking kill myself. The credits roll on the most inexplicable possible Radiohead needle drop. That's a 10 out of 10 for me. I'm having the time of my life. The coolest guy in school drives a Volvo. Every girl in school wants to kiss the boy who drives a Volvo. Edward walked into school with his arms around Bella, and the group chats got heated. I can't believe the new kid got to ride in the Volvo. I'm going to be sick. <laughs> that's a good that's review. True. That I just love it. Review. It's just perfect. It's that's just perfect how I feel. That's, that's yeah. the energy it's, we want to come to movies. Right? Yes, yeah. exactly. I love a teen film. The teen movies. People don't like teen movies the way that they should. They're good, yes. and they're <clears> silly and campy, and serious at the same time. I can't believe the new kid got to ride in the Volvo. I'm going to be sick. <laughs> I'd be pissed. I'd be pissed, honestly. <laughs> okay, so thank you guys. Yeah, thank you guys aim. for listening. Uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull uh, uh, next week with Adam Lance Garcia. And then after that, New Moon with Maddie Rhodes. We're going to have Maddie Rhodes back on again. Uh, and and that's that. Thank you guys. We had some people actually kind of talking. I always feel so bad. I keep. I always forget to like engage with the chat. I should do that more often. We should take a look Sorry, at what the chat's chat. saying. I'm reading. I, I can't Rest because assured. my computer will shut down if I try. <laughs> Rest so. assured, I am reading what you're saying. I'm internalizing it, and I'm thinking about it. And often, <laughs> the next few things that I say were influenced by what you typed. I just didn't say... What you said entered my yeah. eyeballs and into my brain. I just didn't say... Whether they come out my mouth or yeah, not. <laughs> I just didn't say, thank you to Cade for reminding me to talk about Mormonism. You did remind me to talk about Mormonism. I just didn't give you credit, and I apologize. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. just stole that from you. It's weird. It's funky. <clears throat> it's part of it. But it's not the whole <laughs> story. Yeah. Uh, it's not the it's, whole it's like, it's like what RuPaul says. If you're only story. watching... If you're not watching Untucked, you're only getting half the story. Mm, mm. Which is how I feel about Mormonism. <laughs> 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 Alright. So I've let's call it a one chapter day. of the Book of Mormon. Thank you guys for watching, and we will see you guys here <laughs> same time next week. Goodbye. <laughs>